0: and like being able to say, hey, look, this is going to sell for way more than you think it is. If you can't stomach that, we're not going into this mm. because you become part of the problem because you're now offer 10 of whatever, 11, and you're just adding. You're compounding your own problems. Welcome to the Real Deep Podcast Deep. your host
1: usan and Raj. We're here to talk some smack, give you the facts, and all you need to do is listen and relax. Please look before you leap because this shit is going real
2: deep. Real Deep Podcast new episodes every Sunday, so be sure to tune in Real Deep. <laughs>
1: all right, so uh again, we're here for our second uh, episode of the Real Deep Podcast. We have two special guests with us today. Again, I'm your host uh, Raj and we have Yusan here. What's that? Say hello, Yusen. <laughs> so, uh, in uh, the one corner, we have Steve. Steve, did I say this right? Margiones. No, <laughs>
3: Margarones.
1: Introduce the people to your to your last Margarine. name. Steve is easy, <laughs> but the rest is Steve Margarones. I was close. I don't know where my accent came from, but uh, anyway, Steve's uh, Steve's actually um, in the business now. This is your third year. Yep. Uh, Steve's kind of came out like a bat from hell um, from the time that he started to where he, call he is.
3: A bat? Uh, no, seriously, man, that's like a meteoric <laughs> rise
1: to the to to the top. Like he's a top producer now. He's actually got his feet wet with commercial deals, residential deals, investment deals. For yourself and for your clients too, right? Yep. So uh, Steve's hitting it hard right now. He's a man in the trenches. And then we have um, the always gracious Alex Roy here as well. That this was is, also pronounced correctly. Oh, that one was yeah, easy. That, that one was easy. Don't <laughs> worry, you guys give my guys a hard time for our names. I'm uh, to just repay the favor once in a while. Brad pal,
0: right? <laughs> oh, Rod,
1: how do you say that? Right? Uh, hmm. Anyways. So Alex, this is your...
0: God, I think six, sixth, sixth, year, year.
1: yeah. Um, but something you guys not might not actually know. Whoever follows him does know this. But Alex actually plays both side of the fence. He's a oh! real estate agent, <laughs> not in that way. You said not did in that you, way. Did you come out? I of the do, I do, so. boy. He's a he's a he's a buy. He's a realtor and a mortgage agent. So he has a actually quite a <laughs> interesting perspective, especially in this <laughs> market. He's he's hearing a lot of conversations from both sides. So uh, welcome to the show, guys. We're very
0: happy to have welcome, you. Guys welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you. And, thanks for uh, having us. Th- thanks for getting me out of the closet there. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to l- let everybody know, but... <laughs> Um, okay,
1: like I guess it's a nice way to start off the show is uh, kind of tales from the streets. Uh, you guys are busy guys. I know last week we were supposed to have Alex on, but he decided that he's a realtor today <laughs> or that day, and he had to book a showing, so. Um, uh, Advanced just notice
2: to doesn't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> the clients come first.
1: <laughs> so I just wanted to uh, ask you guys about your perspective. Um, let's, just, let's go say from December to January. I know there was a, s- a slow time usually when the holidays come around. Uh, but since that time, it looks like, uh, things are just on fire or maybe even nuclear. I don't know if you have a temperature gauge that you can put on
4: the market, but what's the pulse out there? It's exploded. It's like beyond crazy. Um, For instance, I sold a house, um, December 1st in Pickering, um, sold for 930,000 with a legal basement apartment. And then two weeks later, two and a half weeks later on the same street, like four houses oversold for a million thirty something. Like, and
1: those are the same type of house? Can you give the uh, people like a little explanation about maybe what the type of house was? Detached, semi-detached?
4: Um, so they're semi-detached homes both of them. Um, the first one had a legal basement apartment which as everyone knows has an increased value and needed a little bit of um, a little bit of TLC. Um, some roof and stuff like that but overall it was in decent condition the other one was in a little bit better condition but it was about 150 square feet smaller give or take um, no separate uh, basement apartment no separate entrance to make a basement apartment so similar but not the same type of unit so I was when we evaluated it we thought that it was going to come under the other one but it ended up coming a hundred thousand over
2: yeah that's crazy.
4: that's crazy man two
2: and a half weeks
4: it is bananas two and a half weeks did yeah. you
2: talk to those clients afterwards like the first ones you sold
4: yeah they um they were surprised um they were kind of stunned at it and but they were pretty they were pretty cool with it um they actually closed yesterday that was the one that i was dealing with congratulations thank you thank you um but you know they were pretty cool with it but again they were kind of like saying that you know if this deal falls through for some reason they're okay with it because obviously they'll get more money but um, they kind of understood that it's uncontrollable. Mm. Um, you know, I had a little bit of a discussion. I was kind of nervous about it leading up to that discussion. I was <laughs> like, um, what do I say? Uh, what did you
2: do different that you didn't do for us? <laughs> yeah. Like what happened? Yeah, like, like it, waited
4: two weeks. That's all that <laughs> happened. <laughs> like once I saw that offer and I was looking at it and I was like, um, um, my repeat clients are going to tear a new one on me. Um, I don't know what to say or do. I'm like, I need help. And I was talking to um, some people from the office, my manager, a couple other people. And was just trying to prepare myself to how to handle it. Just because I've never experienced this in two weeks Hmm. with a lesser product getting more. That's pretty
1: bananas. Alex, I know you have a lot like from both sides. So you just tell us, tell the people.
0: Oh, The most heartbreaking, I guess, so far is I've probably put in 14 or 15 offers with this one client in the last year and a half and there's a place there's these condos on aspen springs i'm sure you guys know about them which yeah. there's one side of the street really nice mm-hmm. other side of the street not so much kai tech problems baseboard heating like all the garbage maybe should have sold for four thirty, four forty. Hmm. we put an offer firm at 450 we're like no problem. We're going to get this. Sorry to
1: interrupt you. Just to give the people a little perspective. How big of a place are we talking about here? This
0: is just a one bedroom. So 700 and something square feet. Okay. Average sale price in this building is six $600 a square foot, mm. I think. And some lady blew us out of the water. Absolutely bananas. Sold it for $520,000. More Ooh. than what the brand new buildings are selling for. And sold for like eight hundred per square foot. That's higher than Scarborough prices somewhere. Wow. In Bowmanville. Eight hundred. That's crazy. Bowmanville. 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 We, we used to call Bowmanville Bowmanville, man. Like, <laughs>
1: who's, going out, who's going out there, Boomanville? Yeah.
0: Like it's good for me. I bought a pre-construction oh, condo. Wow. <laughs> like. Around the block from there, so it's I, good for know, me I know with the Aspen clients. Springs buildings.
1: I actually had a client um, that we ended up selling their place in a- 80 Aspen Springs. is one of the few low-rise wow. buildings there with an elevator. With an elevator, yeah, right, right, right. So you know the area, uh, and yeah, basically, like this was pre-pandemic, and they were like. Can we get x amount he said yeah we can get x amount if we wait till spring do you think that we'll have a better chance at anything and spring <coughs> would have been the pandemic so i can't predict that stuff i always say i might look like a wizard but i don't have <laughs> a crystal ball but uh, that's that's a couple good examples you I said do you, you have anything that you wanted to share with that because i know you were in the trenches every day
3: it's just
2: it's just hard because <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing out there um everything we're going for um there's one that comes out like once a week Mm. and uh everyone kind of goes for it so there's nothing there's nothing day one day zero club okay okay. day zero club is messed up right now i was gonna
1: i was actually gonna bring that up with you guys um kind of segment first segment i wanted to ask you guys about um and this is to give our public our audience uh who might not know what goes on on offer nights like the play so we're gonna call this kind of segment the art of the offer night um (laughs) You want to be, the, you know, you can be a listing agent because you are a listing agent, Steve. So why don't you tell us what a listing agent is doing during an offer night? Uh, and let's just give them a, an example. We'll say you have 10 offers on your property that you're selling and it's whatever.
2: Say it's a, it's a two-bed condo downtown Toronto mm. offer night. You're listed at six ninety nine Market value from what you expect should be in the ballpark of 800K. That's what you tell your clients.
1: Yeah, (laughs) walk us through, walk us through how you would actually uh, set a strategy knowing that uh, here's the conditions. We have no inventory in the market. There's nothing like the product you're about to sell on the market. And it is a nice presentable product in a good building. It's a reputable place. There's no, there's no red flags about it.
4: It's just a nice property so you got to have the status certificate first of all in a condo you got to have the status certificate on hand already because obviously you're looking for the firm deal um by meaning firm deal you want to have no conditions no financing um no inspection no status certificate so it's good to have um, when you're doing an offer night it's good to have the status certificate ordered and on hand for people that are wanting to put an offer in um and whoever does ask for that you kind of know how serious they are so if they do ask the status certificate ahead of time you kind of understand that they're probably going to be putting in an offer so it kind of gauges you and helps you towards that day um another thing that um is you just got to be in communication with the seller just um you know being assurance and just say that you know like don't worry i got this um once we get information once i get everything you won't hear from me you know if you're telling people to register by 4 p.m Um, you just tell your client, you're not going to be talking to them until around 6 PM, just to give people a little bit extra time. And once you get that, I kind of go over the offers. I kind of have an understanding of all the offers ahead of time. I, um, have an Excel sheet or put it on a piece of paper and, you know, just drop each offer in Coles notes kind of thing, like a short point, uh, short form. And then I'll just present it to my client, um, one by one and, um, just to give them an understanding that these are our offers and these are where they're at and i try to tell everyone to bring their best foot forward which a lot of people they do but we know most people don't Mm. and sometimes the person that is like the eighth lowest offer all of a sudden comes up like two hundred thousand dollars and they're the winning offer It's pretty bogus but (laughs) (laughs) like it's kind of crazy that you know even agents even the buying agents um are surprised and i'm sure that all of you could agree to that that you know your client says for instance i have a million dollars and all of a sudden they jump up their offer to like 1.25 and you're like um where do you guys get dollars from?" you guys, from? R- you guys <laughs> rob yeah. a bank you're selling crack yeah. <laughs> <what's going> on <laughs> here, guys <laughs> yeah
1: that's interesting um, and
4: you know and you just have to just um be in communication with uh with the buying agents because again it's it's tough when there's no inventory right and you want to kind of we we're professionals we got to do our job we got to You know we can't be dicks and just ignore people even if they're the lowest offers and Mm. you know i kind of feel that um i don't know we have a job to do it's easier when it's 10 offers as opposed to like 30 offers as i've been seeing on some places but at least there should be some kind of communication to um to everybody else even if they're not in the top ranks of the offers Mm. just because um i've been on both sides and it sucks when you're on the other side so you have to realize that you know, we have a job to do. We got to be courteous because it's a small industry. And when it comes around, where you're the buying agent and they're the listing agent, guess what? They're going to do the same thing to you and not communicate ain't, with you. Ain't that the truth?
1: Okay, okay. So that's oh, yeah. very interesting perspective from uh, the listing side. Yusan, did you have anything that you wanted to add? Yeah. Or, or?
2: How many? How many rounds is too many rounds?
1: Ooh, is, is a good, good question. question. Oh. oh, oh. Can we hear from the buyer side first and then go over this? Because I'm going to play these two guys against each other. If if that's okay with you, fine (laughs) gentleman.
2: Because he's already already complaining
1: about (laughs) it. He's been bitching about it since he came into the office. But uh, anyways, uh, so now you hear from uh, Steve, the listing agent, who's just doing his job out there. It's not like he's trying to create a bidding war but it it just just kind of happens, you know. So Alex now, uh, can you explain to us how you talk to your client knowing that you're going to go into this condo that Steve's selling, that's likely going to have multiple offers in and around eight or nine you're expecting. Tell us what you're looking for when you go to see this property with your client and then kind of how you're advising them about how to win this condo. Because you can put an offer in. This is my, my theory. You can put whatever you want on paper. If it's not illegal, it's not a problem. You're just not going to do yourself a favor if you're starting too far away from the promise line. So
4: yeah, talk if, us
2: through how this, you work it. If this client of yours listened to you, what would she have listened to?
0: Mm. Oh, we would have been done this like ages ago. But the main thing is like just not... I don't even know if it's not listening to them, but like being able to handle their objections saying like, I wanna put in an offer under asking. I go, Okay, here's what every other condo unit sold for. Here's all the offer dates they had. If you look at the trend, each one's probably ten, fifteen thousand, sometimes twenty thousand more than the last one, unless you're in Bowmanville and it's a hundred thousand more than the last one, like a crazy person <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're like look you're not we're not getting anywhere when you see the price come up the next day that means they had no conditions in their offers and they were good to go clean review status beforehand like because of a mortgage agent big thing for me is make sure financing's in order ding ding right ding. because Winner's financing <laughs> if you put a financing condition in there you might as well shoot yourself in the leg because you're basically toast right or I, I did one deal where somebody wanted to put in a sale of their own property condition I'm like oh. you're out of your mind this market this market I'm like you're crazy but it's managing their expectations <laughs> and like being able to say hey look this is going to sell for way more than you think it is if you can't stomach that we're not going into this mm. because you become part of the problem because you're now offer 10 of whatever 11 and you're just adding you're compounding your own problems i agree you know? now
1: let's let's bring that that part that part that you just said right there very common because like i said it's not illegal to put a low, low ball offer in but it's just not doing yourself a favor now stevie you you're you're sitting there and it's offer night tonight you have eight offers right now you still have a little bit of time before you know you're starting to present but you have eight offers and you're reviewing them and you can see that There's a bunch of them that are not in the selling range, not in the price range that you are expecting for your client. And you made the comment that even though they're low, it's still very important for agents to do their job and communicate with whoever is bringing the offer to the table because you never know who can do what. Um, How does a listing agent effectively use low ball offers to their advantage when they're used like negotiating with the other offers?
4: um i try to be as real as possible like if it's a low ball offer and i know that they're clearly out of it i just said listen like you're you're kind of trending towards the the bottom of the lake like just you gotta you gotta come up if your client's not willing to come up then i don't think it's gonna work like see what they have in there because you know i'm trying to help everyone out as best as i can you know to get a deal because at the end of the day everyone wants to get a deal well why else are they putting an offer in right and i said a lot of times um You know the the buyers are unrealistic with their prices, and you know they look at things like house sigma and say, uh, "I'm a real estate agent now." (laughs) Let's let's leave that.
1: uh, Let's leave that topic (laughs) for. We we might have to have like three, like a one special podcast on just that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um.
4: (laughs) Okay, fine. Sorry, continue. Continue.
0: Don't don't you have like? There's always your buyer clients. The first time out, they're like, "I want to put an offer in." They need to get their feet wet and just get. Annihilated one day an offer date, too. Right? Or I, like, I've had agents like some people, I will, I will usually first time out. I'll say, look, if you're gonna do that, you might as well not bother. We'll see what it sells for tomorrow. Hmm. But some people are like, no, I want to put an offer in, and like as your duty, you have to do it. Right. right? Again, so like you're putting in this low ball offer, and you're like, look, man, I'm sorry, I have to do this. Yeah. But you're like, and like needs they need they need to know that like you're you're offering six fifty. It's listed at six ninety nine. It's worth eight. Like, what do you think is going to happen? There's 12 other offers. You think somebody else is going to offer more? Well, See,
4: but I don't, I, I sort of cut you off, Raj, but I don't have an issue with that with the agent because they're communicating with me and tell me that that's the issue. And I understand it because I've been there. Yeah. So for me, it's like, listen, I understand where you're coming from, but we know that this isn't going to work. And they're like, I know, but I had to do it because of my client. It. So at the end of the day, like I'm experiencing that now with uh, one of my clients and, you know, it's unrealistic. And I told them that they're part of the problem of increasing <laughs> the price. And you know what I mean? like. As i said like at certain points of our careers we're gonna be we're on both ends of the side so we understand it and you know sometime um you know first time home buyers or sometimes other clients don't realize that and they think that they're the experts but you know it's a hard conversation to have sometimes we have to do it but i i appreciate the communication from a buyer agent just because they're doing their job as i'm doing my job so at the end of the day as i said it's a small Small industry where we're gonna bump into one another. Mm. As,
2: a, as a listing agent too, you're 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 kind of grateful that they're even giving you an offer, anyways, right? Because that oh yeah. that's leverage for you at the end of the day. Whether, exactly, it it, it helps me in my negotiation. negotiation. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because because what is it? The stats are eighty percent of the offers that you're gonna get are gonna be crap. Like another 10 are going to be around like what it should be worth and then the last five is going to be like the winning the winning people you can
1: expand on that expand on that because i think some people out there might be thinking that everybody is swinging for the fences when it comes to an offer date and when they talk about a bidding war okay hold on you you guys like (laughs) that term it's it's like what whatever it is uh it's it's so so commonly said nowadays that whenever we say, Oh, they're just going for the bidding war. They're just going for the bidding war. And I think people think that you have to go over, you have to, you have to play it a certain way, but there's, like you said, a distribution. Yeah. How many people are the top? How many people are at the bottom? And then your market value is actually the middle guys, right? There's more people in the middle that are telling you what the actual price is and only one or two schmucks. Like in your last When's the last offer representation you had as listing agent? Just this one in Pickering? Uh,
4: Pickering, yeah. The When's the last one you
1: had, Alex? Oh God,
0: August last August? year? <laughs> like, yeah, Huge so like difference. if you
1: can remember uh, kind of like how that went, how many offers did you have on your Pickering one again, please, Steve.
4: Uh Five offers.
1: Five offers. Of the five offers, um, how many were, would you
4: say, leading the pack? Um, honestly, our our bully offer came out swinging with a slugger. Bully man. Yeah he came out swinging with a slugger and it was um that's what kind of we decided to to move it up just because my clients were were kind of getting tired of all the showings um they're kind of getting frustrated leaving their house um for eight (laughs) hours a day (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) in pandemic where do you you go
4: yeah Yeah, it was kind of like um there's nowhere to go and how many dinners can i go out to and where can i you know take my kids and my family to and you know so it's kind of like they're like um when I saw the offer i was like okay this is obviously a lot more than what i expected um let me do my job and tell them that i want an irrevocable until uh midnight and see other people because there was a few people that reached out to me about a preemptive offer so mm. i was able to um gather another four offers so we had five offers in total and mm. they were th- There were three really good offers and two decent offers. I didn't really have anything under asking just because they understood that they knew that they had to be up
0: there. Mm. Well, you're in a situation where you've got a bully offer too and everybody else knows that, Yeah. right? Like you're not just waiting for the offer date and letting it ride. You got somebody coming in early with a good number. So everybody knows they they either have to beat that yeah, or like you know, at least be in league with. Actually, them. I think Something I had a, a I think I
4: had a sixth offer that came in after it was sold firm at like 10 p.m. Oh, he said, uh, can I still put an offer? Just Here's my up. offer. I sent just woke it
0: to up you. or just
1: finished his shift at the uh, <laughs> yeah. pizza pizza. I finish, yeah. finish. Sorry, no, that's mean. That's mean, guys. Sorry about that.
4: Uh, okay, <laughs> let's
1: uh, let's 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 give one one quick question here for you guys. Is uh, we talked about uh, both from the listing side and the buying side, but now it's time for you fine gentlemen to tell us the art of the bully. Uh, We did this segment kind of last week with the Fulton sisters about what makes a good bully offer, uh, how is best to, you know, um, give this offer or what's the best protocols to take. In any successful bully offer, I'm sure there's things that stay the same. Uh, In your guys opinion, can you give me like two or three things that uh, you always are advising your clients about uh, how a bully should be played out Money. money, 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 money
0: and firm offers and quick
1: irrevocable. Don't let Explain that that. Offer. Explain the
0: quick irrevocable for people that don't know about what the irrevocable is, if you can. Yeah, so the irrevocable is like your drop dead date for your offer. So like your offer, say so you put an irrevocable for 5 p.m. today, that offer is only good until 5 p.m. today. If they don't accept it by then, it's dead. You're not on the hook anymore, right? Exactly. Right. So that's like a main thing for me is like I'll look at the past sales. I'll say if you're not above this by at least, well, right now, like 10%, like you're not getting it. Or, and you got to do a quick irrevocable so the seller doesn't have time to like get other offers in there, right? Money, time, and information. Infor- information. Yeah, well, like Steve said, he asked for an irrevocable till midnight. I probably wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, here's 5 p.m. If it was like one, and I'd be like, you take it or leave it, right? right. That's kind of how we play it. But do, you, do you
2: call the agent ahead of time to, to say you're going to, like, what do you, do you at least ask them, hey, I want to send something over. When can you review it? Or do you just send it,
0: it doesn't play. take that long to write an offer so i usually don't i'll call them up and say hey it's in your inbox like i know you have you're calling them to book showings i know you have time to talk to them right unless they've specifically said in they're they're out of town which is usually bs anyways mm. but you know hey hey know. hey <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> was all it right. true
3: <laughs> yeah. all right Stevie, uh, for,
1: for you now uh when it comes to bullying what's the play what's the play coach
4: Look, when I started this career a few years ago, I was told that if you wanted to put a bully offer, you can't show up being a bully in a pink tutu. Mm. <laughs> like, hey, is it okay if I send you this uh, <laughs> offer? It
3: would be great.
4: Um, you know, and it, it kind of it kind of understood where, you know, back in school, you know, the bullies came up and did what? They surprised you. They scared you. They attacked you. They, you know, they, they made you... You know walk backwards kind of thing right and either you crumble or you you're you out bully them and you become stronger so at the listing agent you don't know which type of uh which type of receiver they're going to be are they going to be the, the one that crumbles and takes it or are they gonna you know take control of the situation and um you know stand up and fight back and a lot of times it depends on the on the agents and um you know how they are um it just you know, it's it could work in your favor by doing a bully offer, but just like Alex said, you're gonna be a bully. You gotta come up in price. You so gotta do no conditions, and you gotta do that slow, vocable. Don't even talk to them. Send it, and then call it up and say you got an offer in your inbox.
2: As as a as a selling agent, how did you control that bully offer that came in that mm, changed your how you that, that night for you?
4: Um, so when I got it. Um, I saw that he sent it to me and then he called me like immediately right after and I didn't pick up the phone just cause I knew it was that agent. So what I did was I started, I, I looked at the offer I, so I understood what it was. Um, there was a couple things in there that I didn't really like in the offer. So I already knew that, you know, I wasn't going to look at this offer until the agent fixed it and it wasn't giving me enough time. Um, to do my job and, you know, do my job for my client and make sure we had an open house scheduled that day. So I wanted to make sure that the open house went through. I wanted to make sure that all the, all the showings went through. Cause I think we had about, I think nine or 10 showings that day. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, and they were booked from previous, right? So I just wanted to make sure that everyone had a chance, a fair, a fair shot, a fair chance at it. Um, You know even though that i knew that this price was crazy and i knew that my clients would easily take this thing um i just wanted to make sure just in case you know i still have a job to do and i just want to make sure that because we had an offer date set you know we had we, we have a job to do we have to do our due diligence and make sure that you know we abide by all the rules um so yeah so i just um you know i i called all the other agents i told them that we have an offer on the table Um, that I do have to show my clients, um, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. So they said that they were going to take a look at it, and a couple people said that they were going to come in with an offer as well. Um, so then I went back, I called the um, the uh, agent that sent the bully offer, and I told him that I need an irrevocable uh, further until due. And I told him that you know, Rico rules, etc., etc., so he kind of bought what I was doing so I kind of find <laughs> I kind of found so like he was a schmuck. yeah, yeah. Schmuck. so as I said you gotta you gotta be a bully yourself you gotta control the situation as um you know as our manager taught us control the situation you're, you're in control right
0: so you well, got a lot of people call the listing agent the employer right exactly in, yeah and the deal the so like exactly so you gotta take
4: control if you don't take yeah. control that's it you're gonna lose right yeah. so I took control of it and I told them that all this stuff has to be fixed and removed and changed and you know, it was like putty in my own hands. I, I made him believe that we were going to take the offer if he fixed everything. We ended up did taking the offer. But by the time I groomed him to where I wanted to be, um, his offer was very clean. Very <laughs> clean, huh? Very yes. clean. And deposit in hand, was he which he so didn't have.
2: Was his price at the very beginning of what you kind of ended up with? Or did you squeeze him for more?
4: Um, they're at their top budget. I try squeezing a little bit more, but they're at the top budget and okay. you know, and I, I have to take into consideration the appraisal, right? So I wanted to talk to them about the client. Um, that was another thing that it was key for me is I want to make sure that if this house doesn't appraise, I want to make sure that they have money to cover that appraisal or else we're going to have an issue.
1: Let's go on that run there because <laughs> we were actually talking about this quite often. And uh, sometimes, uh, as a seller, I've experienced this many times where, uh, a seller gets an offer that's head and shoulders above what they were expecting, so it's very surprising. And this market is happening more than often. But when it comes to this buyer of the home, Alex, if they're not buying it cash, they need to get a mortgage. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and tell so the them what right. that <laughs> mortgage, quali- like that mortgage qualification, it, there goes. it's not like they just say, who are you? What do you want? Here's the money. Fair enough? Yeah, Uh, Can you talk to the people a little bit about maybe what an appraisal is, why the bank does an appraisal, who the appraisal is actually for, and problems that happen with appraisals? Sorry, Sorry, I don't mean to dump that on you, but you are (laughs) swinging both ways on the fence so you can (laughs) can handle it. So, like the
0: appraisal basically can really screw you, right? Because if the bank thinks, this is what the bank thinks the house is worth. They're gonna do what's called the drive-by appraisal because of the pandemic right now, Mm. which is they don't go in the house, they don't look at it, so they're appraising everything at like a crazy value, which I don't think they should be doing, but whatever. The appraisal is what the bank thinks the property is worth. So if you paid more than what the bank thinks the property is worth, they're not giving you a mortgage for that extra amount that you paid. So if there's, Say they appraise it at a million bucks, you paid 1.2, you're only getting financing for a million dollars. That's your down payment and your mortgage is only going to cover a million dollars. So unless you have that 200 grand to make up that shortfall, you're pooched, mm-hmm. right? But right now, I'm expecting banks to not appraise some of these properties, but they are. So I don't know if it's because of the drive-by appraisals right now or they're just making money hand over fist over all these mortgages that... So Sorry, to d- I digressed a little bit. I posted yesterday. You were one to comment on it, where how low mortgage delinquency rates are right now, mm. where they've been on a downward trend from point three nine percent down to point zero nine percent. And just Ontario. explain to the people what delinquency means. Um, so that's a late payment else. or like a non-payment on your mortgage. So point zero nine percent of the population is, has been late or not paid a mortgage payment mm. in twenty in the third quarter of 2021 and it's been on a downward trend for the last 10 years since 2012. Meaning that <laughs> less people are not paying their mortgages. Exactly. So right?
1: everybody's like okay it seems.
0: Yeah everybody seems more than In the middle of okay. a
2: pandemic too. Yeah. yeah
0: you're less than Yeah that stress test
1: I think continue, really helped Continue. Well, so like with that uh, I think what I was getting at when I said that was in a market like this financial problems can be kind of glossed over because all the guy has to do is put his house on the market, make X amount of money, he might be able to satisf- like satisfy his financial situation, but he kicks the can down the road for another few years and just kind of keeps on with it.
0: Yeah, um, well, if you look at mortgages, they're very front-end loaded on the interest payments, right? So if you keep refinancing and redoing that mortgage and taking money out, you're still, your your payments are half interest, half principal basically for the first five years. So if you're refinancing and pulling money out all the time, you're paying like half and half mm. all the time and you're just paying the bank an insane amount of interest. So you're not really getting ahead. Right, like you're paying down your principal a little bit, but if you go and re-up that amount, you're just throwing them more and more money, right? So it's obviously it's a great way to acquire more real estate, but I think by the end of the term, you should have enough value to be able to sell off one or two and pay off the rest of them. Because mm. if you're still paying mortgages on that stuff, it's killing you killing right. you with interest have you guys seen any good examples like when it comes time to for
1: an appraiser even though they're doing a drive-by uh talk us uh, talk to us about what they're looking for in terms of a similar house how long ago this similar house sold <laughs> um do they have like how like
0: they here. were su- they're supposed to look at recent sales private and on mls and finishes like anything with the house. They're supposed to be going in and looking at everything, like everything matters, right? So the type of flooring they use, the lighting, everything, the appliances, everything will account towards that appraisal, right? So even one of our friends just finished his property, like renovating it to buy a new one, or sorry, renovating it to refinance, to possibly buy another rental. He's going burr. He's doing the burr, burr. exactly, (laughs) and, obviously, like we're helping them out with the mortgage and talking to the guys, everything matters. Like Mm. even the look of the outside of the house matters, right? (laughs) So every little bit matters for that appraisal. That's like a forgotten thing.
1: Um, While you were talking there, I had an interesting um, thought, like yesterday I was showing a property in Markham. Uh, nice property. It was 3,000 square feet Model. and homie only gave me uh gives, you know, everybody, okay. Th- everybody's only giving you 30 minutes to look at properties now. And I'm trying to sell something that's in my opinion, going to be worth like close to 1.8, maybe a little bit more. sort to
4: cut you off, but is that the one that you posted where you had to snowshoe in? No, that was, a, that, that was <laughs> another one. That was a funny one. I had to trek through some snow for that one, but it was another
1: property, but like legit. Um, when you're going to show properties, sometimes okay, a condo. I don't think we need that much time to show a condo. Here's the room. Here's the other room, and here's the kitchen. Yeah,
0: the most well, time is parking, talking to concierge, and getting in. Right, right. <laughs> but
1: when you're going to go, when you're going to go show somebody a higher, like just it's just from a, it's it's a bigger place. There might be more to look at. I, I'm actually very surprised at how common it is now, and I don't know, like, remember we used to get an hour to go look at a property, and you could take your time while you looked at something yeah. you're going to buy for a million dollars?
2: There wasn't another agent waiting outside the door to go. Frothing <laughs> at, the, at
1: the door, like, let me in, you're going to take the house away? Like, uh, oh, yeah. I, I noticed that where now it's like, I you're trying to show the house, and you just, there's so many features that you're glossing over, you're just like, here it is. I mean, go nuts, look at whatever you want to look at, but... Um, have you had any like instances where you're walking through the house and there's just not enough time and there's just
0: a lineup outside the door and you' you feel like you're being pressured has that happened to you guys um, recently oh, yeah. or all the time it used to happen all the time like even like <laughs> 2017 mm-hmm. when was it crazy even 2017 you get an hour showing but they let, they'd let you double book yeah and some people were like no no you can't come in I'm like this is outside the pandemic obviously and like, you can fit more than three people in a house at one time like you don't have to step on anybody's toes or anything right but they'd hold you outside you'd wait in a line a line around the block for a house in oshawa it's gonna have 15 offers on it you know like it's it's nothing's really changed it's just like people's <coughs> people's perception has changed you now know I what's think. actually
1: interesting about that and this is kind of going back to this is maybe another segment of ours negotiation um it's a huge part of our business And we've been talking about little things we do to negotiate with our sellers, with our buyers, with other agents Um, and I personally think that this is where your agent makes you your money. Uh, If you don't have a strong negotiator and you're selling a property, you could still be at a disadvantage. Like if Steve knows what he's talking about and Alex knows what he's talking about and they send an offer to a listing agent who doesn't know what's about to happen, he might get turned around inside out. And I, I know you did. Oh, well Stevie, I, I, just, I looked at you because I know you got a little twinkle in your eye right now. Tell us that story because I, that's your story. Tell us about uh, that Markham Village house that you secured for your clients. Tell us about how you were able to secure the property for your clients in a market that was like what you did to me was very impressive. I know we talked about it at the office and other, other agents that knew the area and knew what was happening with the market we're like how did you manage that and then everybody's real question was just like buddy how dumb is the other guy that was selling this <laughs> house like what what
4: is this guy's problem so please Steve, tell us the story yeah how dumb came up quite a lot um stupid with two <laughs> o's stupid man, stupid shit. man. <laughs> like, So
3: stupid.
4: Well,
0: how many the barrier for entry to our industry is quite low <laughs> yeah it's um
4: I don't know I I caught this guy, I don't even know how I caught this guy, but um, first day comes on the market and I tell my client that um, we should really take a look at this and he tried to delay it. And I said, no, we're not delaying it. We're going to go take a look at it. He's like, okay, book a showing. So I went to book a showing um, earlier in the day um, and the agent said, oh, it's only after 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. because he had to be there. So I found that kind of odd. Um, that there were so many restrictions on a busy market just to go take a look at it. So anyway, so I went to go take a look at it and I noticed that there wasn't an offer date, but just something didn't seem right. Um, just off the get go when I looked at this, um, listing and Raj, I know that you looked at cause we were shopping, um, probably the same Same time with the same kind of clientele. And we were looking at the same exact thing because you actually, um, came right after I left and we were talking about it. Um, but yeah just uh, went and took a look at it um, you know we put an offer that evening um, just because I was like you know what I don't know if this agent really knows the market I don't know if he knows Markham if he moved out of Markham if he did his research if he knows the current market if he's you know new agent I, I don't know it was just something was completely off and I don't think he was a, a very strong agent and um, you know, being new into this industry as well. It's just with all the training and everything, I just kind of, you know, it's it's just, I, I just found like a weakness and I, I saw a weakness. So I just really wanted to attack the weakness. What was the house? It's like baby shark over it here, was, man. <laughs> 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 yeah. It was uh, in uh, Markham, Markham Village, right? Yeah, let's yeah. not say
0: names and... Yeah, it was in Markham kind of Village. Um, what was the list price? What, what should it have been worth? What happened?
4: Well, the list price was 9 was it nine ninety nine? Nine ninety nine. Yeah, it was nine ninety nine. It was no offer date. No, no offer, offer date, which didn't make sense because the houses in the area are selling for around one three one four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a well kept home. There was a swimming pool and everything. It was a well kept home. Um, you know, obviously it was a little bit outdated. Um, but yeah, it was a well kept home, and um, I told Raj I'm gonna get this one, and he's like, okay, good luck. So we put an offer, and the agent canceled all the showings on Saturday because he told me the, the seller's pretty much life story on what's happening with them. Um, and then on he said on Sunday, maybe they'll review it. But they also have a dinner on Sunday. So it might be hard to review it and there won't be any showing. So I'm like, OK, there's no showings for the weekend. You've listed this on Friday morning. There's only three people or four people that had that window that went and saw it. One I know already. Um, I'm going to put an offer on this. I, told well, I, I, I
1: thought you said you were going to invite yourself to dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's make a deal
0: right now. Let's make some money. Literally everywhere we go, Steve knows somebody, so I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if he like, walked in and was like, oh, hey. Sorry, continue,
4: Steve. So yeah, so we put an offer in, and then um, they went back and forth. They went back and forth, and um, you know the irrevocable came and went. So I told my client, I said, listen, the property's not done. We're going to continue on this tomorrow. Um, just go have a good night and uh, I'll let you know tomorrow when I, when I figure things through. So I put a lot more pressure on the agent and we kind of negotiated to get a deal for just over asking, like very little over asking. And I put it on the, you know, telling him like, you know, you'll look like a rock star that it's sold over asking. You told him that you're going to, you know, they're going to get around a million. You're going to get more than a million. We're going to give you guys the closing that you guys want, you know, and it's done. You guys don't have to do any more showings. You know, you you have a few other things going on. I'm like, I I think this is like a smart, you know, it's a win-win situation. My clients win, your clients win. And let's just get over and done with, you don't want to deal with all these showings next week and all the agents (laughs) calling you this weekend.
0: Just played, so him, he's played like him like a
4: fiddle. He's yeah. like a snake in so the he's grass. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. Let, let me work on it. Let me work on it. I was like, okay, no problem. And wow. Here we are today.
1: No, honestly, God. So like, when This guy's I, a snake and I'm eating beef jerky off snake. the desk no, right he's now. Like, <laughs> he's like a combination. He's like, he smelled blood in the water because like, I remember we were talking about it and then we just thought it was going to be the same thing, nine ninety nine, and we're going to have to play the game. Yep. And then when we got to the property, we were just like, This guy seems a little bit like, just unsure of something. And you know, that's what I was talking about when it comes to negotiation. You never stop negotiating. So if the agent's there at the house, it's not like Steve's walking around and not talking to him either. He's feeling this guy out, sizing him up. And this guy, poor guy, he's trying to do his job, but he's spilling the beans. And well, this is
0: like this he, is like having a seller home where yeah. you are like shut up, get out of the house, get out of the way. stop <laughs> telling
1: us too much. So like, there's a lot of times where um, we will say things, we will do things as agents because remember, we work for our clients. Our job is to uncover as much information about the house and about the property um, that that we can find out. And if somebody's voluntarily giving us information, that information is going right back to my client. And saying, "This is what I found out. This is what I
0: found out." Oh, and once you know, they're gonna start giving you that information. You start asking way more questions. So you too. sound like
1: you might have some uh, experience with because uh, you know Alex Roy walks. In, if Alex Roy walks into a house with a suit on and stuff, people will probably just be like, "Oh, hey there, yes.
3: Mister <laughs> Mister. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: why don't you come in here and let me tell you my life story," kind of thing. But give me an example of somebody, sometime time where it's just like, "Thanks." that's a little bit too much information somebody should have told you to shut up and don't talk to the agents that are
0: coming in here uh do you have any example like that where you i only really have one where it was unfortunate for the sale unfortunately for my client they didn't take it i got them like a sweetheart deal the seller was there it was a for sale by owner Mm. and the guy was just telling me his life story about everything how he needs to get out of there quick like He's like, man, I just need to get rid of this condo now, like just, (laughs) like okay, right? That sounds perfect. So I wrote up this offer for the guy. Uh, So for sale by owner means the the listing is not represented by any agent; it's just himself, like he's self representing, right? It's like walking into the courtroom, self representing. Never usually a good idea. Especially when you're like playing as people that are professional, mm. <laughs> um, like self-diagnosing <laughs> yourself on the WebMD, type yeah, of WebMD thing. Yeah, WebMD. You, <laughs> you got cancer in your nuts, right? Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, <that> the, <laughs> yeah. so the guy tells his life story. We put the offer together. Blowball the shit out of him. Um, I send him the first form right away, which is my commission form. I don't. I'm like, look, you sign this, so you don't see any offer. So I send him that. Signs it. I send him the like. I get him to accept a. Um, like my client wants to sell her condo first, I get that condition in there. I get a finance condition in there for ten days. Whoa, ten, ten days? We'll ten. explain why that's a big deal in, in just a second. And this was in like the heat of the market in 2017, in Brampton actually to a condo Whoa, in Brampton, B Town. B-town. And get this all said and done, I get I get it like ironed out. And the guy's like, "All right, cool." Changes one thing and sends it back. And my client's like, you know what? I don't want it anymore. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Mm. I'm like, I just got you the deal of the century. and <laughs> You don't want to take this now? I got it like 20000 undervalue under value, mm. what it should have sold for. The guy's agreed to it. He sent it back to like change the closing date. And I'm like, oh, what are you? D-? I'm like, I'll buy your condo from you. I'm like, right. just take just this. It, right? <laughs> I was going to
4: say, I'm surprised you didn't buy that one. Oh, well,
0: I that's, that's
1: actually uh, how you said it right there. Um okay, everybody in this room has had it happen to us multiple times where we always come back to the office looking like we just got hit by a train. You go, What's going on, you What's going on, Roger? What's, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, and
3: Alex,
1: you're like they just won't listen, man. They just won't listen, and I get, I get, I get. That's what the parents are all saying. They just won't listen, and the doctors. are The parents are, are like, the worst though, because uh, they
0: bought their house for thirty grand. I know. like, you can't buy this house. So the like, toilet's did, you, did you have?
1: Okay, have you done any of that stuff where like your clients are maybe first time home buyers and they're bringing their parents to the to the showing, or
0: they're so they're heavily
1: involved, like helicopter parents? I've
0: and, had a lot of that, but I have a like a background in construction prior to this. I did a lot of like kitchen renos, bathroom renos, all that stuff so i know approximately what things are worth and like how easy or how hard it is to fix and if i know it's a big problem i'll be like look yes you're right it's a big problem but if it's not i'll be like i used to do this for a living I will fix that the second you buy it in like fifteen minutes. Mm. You know, like that's not a big deal. Mm. Like, look at this market. It's, you like, it's Like, oh,
2: the tub is a little moldy around like the the caulking. I don't <laughs> want this house anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. it's called an
0: exacto knife and a new tube of caulking. Right. Well, hey, we always like, say this <laughs> thing where it's take it takes. Uh, can we
1: all agree on this? Uh, if you have a difference of opinion, go to hell.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, it takes it takes a lot to put a deal together. It does not take a lot to pull the deal apart
0: no it's like a it's like knitting a whole sweater and lo- one little thread one somebody little thread somebody comes along and goes and um
2: <laughs> the curtain doesn't close i want a ten thousand dollar reduction from the the purchase price i've, <laughs> I've had
1: one minimum, where the like oh 10, i don't know if these windows open properly and it just said i don't know what that means like we tested it when we did it in a home inspection they opened at that time yeah but i don't know if anything's changed like co- should we do another inspection but i want the sellers to pay for it So are you drinking right now like what's got you what's got your confidence <laughs> all the way up like that like like i don't understand where this is coming from um other things like we you know you get your visits right um so after you put an offer successful offer through you should get a like two or three times depending on how long your closing is to go revisit the property take your measurements bring a contractor just a formal visit, right? And on that visit, it's usually when people are falling in love with the house and they're like, oh my God, our couch is going to go here and we're going to put that on the wall. But some people are just hell bent on finding something wrong with the house and you're just like, hey, no, we've gone through all of this before. You just can't get out of the deal now though. Um, But I know a lot of times people have their own preconceptions about what is a big deal and what is a small deal. What kind of over exaggerations have you guys heard Knowing what you know, that's like, buddy, that's not a big deal. Oh, like the. Give me your top. Give me go. Give me some top ones. Like, uh, come
0: on, man. What do you I mean? I had that? actually the reverse mm. where. The basement had like a lake in it and the guy was like, that's not a huge deal. I'm like, no, 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 man. That's a big fucking deal. <laughs> 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 just pump it out,
2: right? And then you're yeah. To go. It's cool, like, It'll
0: dry, right? I'm like, put clearly a the it. sump pump doesn't work and there is a major issues, man. You just mop it. Just mop it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. there's like there's like a fire hose coming in through the side of the wall. The guy's like, that's fine. We'll just pass it over. You, you, the, the you get the
2: ones where like, hey, the furnace is really old. It's still working. Good condition, but it's pretty old, so you might want to replace it soon. Yeah. Right? And they're like, oh. We have to replace the furnace. Forget about Forget it. Forget
0: about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: they don't want to maintain a major component of
0: a house because you know what are you going to do, right? Yeah, well, that's Stevie? funny because I bought one. I bought a house, and a month later, the furnace cacked out on oh, me. <laughs> you had that happen too, didn't you? Just yeah, it was a year after though. But.
2: I think people don't understand like how cheap furnaces are though. It's like, so you absolutely. got 40, Yo, that's like bucks.
1: complaining about the gas prices, in my opinion. You need it for your house you have unless to. you're going to be burning some sort of wood or I don't know. Yeah. Sacrificing animals or something <laughs> like that. I don't know.
4: Steve, what, what, kind of, what kind of crazy shit have you heard people say? <laughs> I had someone ask if they could get a $2,000 deduction off the sale of the price because one of the bedroom doors had a small hole kicked in when they were moving out.
0: Mm-hmm. $2,000. $2,000 for a door. $2,000 for like a, what, $300 uh, just, door? I
1: don't know. Can you check on the yeah. thing? I'm pretty sure those are like, what, a couple hundred bucks? <laughs> a serious, seriously. Serious you for go,
2: to, a you door? go to Home Depot Guys, they're, they're and get those doors for bucks. like, yeah,
4: $90. bucks.
1: they are
4: $90. $2,000. Yeah. That's $2,000. I said, um, are you looking to paint the whole entire place? and replace, I replace mm-hmm. all the doors? Like, what are, mm-hmm. to,
1: what are you trying to get? How about this one, though? Um, Closing days are crazy sometimes, right? Especially if the person's arranging to have their... Like, if let's say a person bought a house and it's going to close on January the 30th. And then they also sold their house and that deal is also concluding on January the 30th. They got to coordinate a crazy kind of day or couple days. And sh- like you said, shit happens when you're moving stuff, right? Um, and then we always have that classic clause in our... That the house will be left in a room swept yeah, clean, yeah, in yeah, clean condition. condition. You, you hope to God that it's like that.
2: I had uh, I had poop left in, on the middle of the floor one time. Like and on you know, purpose was, or yeah, on purpose. Was it yours? It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> my poop. No, no, no. It was uh, it was there was poop in the in the middle of the floor. Congratulations. Uh, on a carpet. Um, there was moldy clothes in the lo- washer and dryer. Oh. And like the the fridge was unplugged, so it stunk like mm. hell. And, uh, oh, and, the to- and the toilets were like, someone, you know how, you know what an upper decker is where someone takes a poop <laughs> in like the water thing? Instead <laughs> of that though, someone took a piss in like the, the water container. Oh oh so no. literally every time you're flushing, just piss is coming out oh. So I don't know what happened with these uh, these sellers that moved out, that's but like they, they hated us for some reason. <laughs> Yo, that happened
1: actually to me uh, with a client that, this is a kind of a funny story, but like she was a nice old lady to me. To my clients though, she didn't like it. She was was an older lady, she took very good care of her home and so we did an inspection and she was like, I'm going to be home during the inspection. So no problem, we'll talk during that time and she maintained the house well so she had pride of ownership. She did not like that we were doing an inspection. She goes, what are you going to find? Nothing. I'll guarantee you that. So there's no problem. Just want to make sure my clients are satisfied. So we did the inspection and she was right. The home was immaculate. So we concluded our transaction and now we have these visits like to come back and check your, you know, what I was explaining earlier. And, uh, my clients, they went on Google or they talked to somebody that knows something and they said, when you go into these places, make sure you're checking your water pressure. I was like, okay, it's a new house. It's a new, new subdivision. Your water pressure is fine. We checked up before during the inspection, but they thought they needed to turn on all of her tubs, sinks, flush the toilets, and she lost it. She fucking lost it. She starts screaming, what are you doing flushing that? You pay the bills in this house? No. And then my clients are first-time homebuyers, so they're oh, and then I go down, talk to the lady. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, this is, you know, they just try to test everything, and she thinks that they're throwing shade at her, <laughs> so she got really vexed, right? So we ended up leaving. It kind of was sour. Come closing day to get into the house, she left. I don't know if it was her, but she dumped and she pissed in every single toilet, left it wide open just like that. <laughs> and then, so we're walking into the house just to make sure everything's in normal working order, and they're just like, I guess she's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> <some fucking> long- <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty bad. So that's some petty stuff. Um, that is so petty. Did, did you guys hear about the other one? This is from The Office, but um, washer dryer included in the deal. No,
4: no. Oh no. man, <laughs> I don't know if this
1: is from. Okay, this is from year This is this is some petty stuff. So somebody was basically they bought the house and then you know when we're as an agent we are verifying what is included in your transaction. Most times appliances, you know, and washer and dryer was included in the transaction. Well, homie went to, um, you know move in not move into the house but like just the day of closing walks in and uh as a washer here's a bucket with a stone and some water in it and then (laughs) on the dryer side here's a hair dryer (laughs) and then the whole issue was well you didn't specify which one is which you didn't specify which hair which which dryer what washer you want and so that's when like do i really need to take these serial numbers down and take pictures and put that into my offer and it's like well if you're not sure if these guys are going to do that yeah that's a good practice to do but yeah like imagine moving into this house and you're just like what the and because they took the other stuff too so what are you
4: going to do right <laughs> some yeah. people just need you to get slapped it? slapped right. Right? like seriously just slap these people uh, like in the like that's I've heard, ridiculous
0: i've heard of like well that's why i put i put clothes washer and clothes dryer yeah. actually in my offers yeah. all the time right now. but yeah. even when <laughs> funny like You know how we used to use like ELFs for electric light fixtures Mm -hmm. and -hmm. FAG for forced air gas furnaces? Mm -hmm. And buddy at my old office at REMAX (laughs) was like he'd be looking around the houses all the time when he first started. He's like, where are like where are the elves? And everybody's <laughs> like, "What? Oh, <laughs> oh like, what god. are you talking about, man?" Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, "Where are the elves? They're How in the list they're here. Oh I god, know. just go buy like, an elf on no the shelf. and here you go. You <laughs> that is actually like imagine no what worries. I was looking for. I was looking for the furnace. <laughs> I've
4: noticed this must be happening a lot because I've noticed that um, in the last few listings, they've asked for actual like serial numbers and mm-hmm. list of appliances within seven days or ten days of the uh, yeah the acceptance. Well, plus most people don't realize too. Um, sometimes Sometimes we you walk into these houses and they've been staged, you
1: don't know the extent of the staging. And if oh, they're going to be pulling that stuff, like so the person walks in, oh my God, I love the furniture in here. Fantastic. That's not included with the house. Let's act as if this furniture is not here. And then you're trying to verify, is that light fixture ours? Or are they going to take that down? Because like Steve, I know you've, change light fixtures for your listings as well too yeah, done you, 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 there's always little things you have to do to just to prop your prop, like make the property look nice um, but some people just don't know um, uh, and then yeah to differentiate you have to do something like you said Alex where it's take a picture if it's not clear make it clear um, so that there's no question because when your lawyer goes to look at this stuff they're gonna revert back to the contract and say what's in the contract and if you didn't write it in, yeah, and it's a gray area.
0: They're always like look they'll it. fight
1: for it, but like it might be a losing cause too, right? So you got to protect yourself, protect your clients, especially if you're not sure. Uh, but these
4: sellers and agents that actually go ahead and actually think that that's normal, honestly, need to like just you slapped.
1: Know, get well, slapped
0: again. Disrespect. Very very low barrier for entry right now, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been quite a few new. People in the oh industry. Yeah.
2: Sometimes they don't like conflict too, so their clients are like going to be dicks and take mm. out the wash and dry and give you a bucket with a rock.
0: Like, what you, are you?
2: How, I'm, yeah, yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to you. their new house. I'm geo warehousing that. I'm going to their house and I'm taking you and I'll, that. I'll play. I'll play yeah. you I'm you
4: taking play stupid that. games. You win stupid I'll, prizes. Right? Gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, that rock that they gave me to clean is.
3: Good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going, going through you your think. window, buddy. I like the way you think.
4: Uh, that's that's a, that's a kind guys, of guys. We won't do it, right. okay? We won't do no, that, won't okay? Do this it. is you know legal disclaimer. Purposes. Don't disclaimer. do this. We're
1: just talking yeah. shit. And I guess we should say that like disclaimer too. Like, sorry, guys. If any realtors were hurt in the filming all of this <laughs> podcast, you're soft. You should consider
2: <laughs> soft. <laughs> all of you <laughs> <the idiots> are <laughs> of our <laughs> own, Yeah.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty fun. Do you guys have any other like trigger questions? Things that like when when the words are said in this way they're just like ah don't say it stop talking like that uh one for me example is uh how many people just have to keep saying sold over asking highest price in the market and you're like homie that's the market doing that you're good guy and all that stuff but like you're just the next guy's going to say the same thing yeah can we start saying
0: can we start saying listed under market value (laughs) yes Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> so I'm the one that the one that gets me, sorry, man. Like the Go one ahead. that gets me because it it happened to me yesterday. Tell them all you where mad. Son. Tell them all you mad. Some guy reached out to me from like years and years ago. You know, I look at I look at the message and the buddy's like, hey, do I need to use an agent to purchase this thing? And I'm like, you're gonna ask me that question? I'm like, what do you think I'm gonna say? I'm like, obviously use your agent. You've been dragging this guy around to probably 50, 60 showings, you're going to nickel and dime him, and then you're going to cut him out of the deal? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Use your agent. Loyal we are professionals. Loyal to no one, all right? Loyal yeah.
2: to myself.
0: <laughs> there's, no, there's no loyalty right, anymore. Right. People work their ass off for you and then just like, I eh. know. Stevie, what you, what's, what's that shit that's got you mad?
4: No, you know what? I was actually thinking about this sold-over asking and I was thinking about something that... You know, just something that would be funny instead of doing that, like adding, like, you know, getting a custom rider after you sell a house. Instead of saying sold over asking, like you see everywhere in Ontario right now, um, just put like obviously sold over asking mm. like everyone else. Mm. Just throw a little Shit. comedy, a little shade at yeah, it just yeah, because. Yeah. Sh- should we change it to like
2: got 20 offers, got 30 <laughs> offers? Yeah, like
4: yeah. it's, I don't know, like obviously. You know but you know what the issue is even if you put it at market value in this market it's going to go over asking. I think you got to say if market value is a million in this market put it at 1.1. 1. 1. Put it more than what you think you're going to get and honestly if, if you get close to that or over that you're laughing even more because things don't make sense. Like we put an offer on a house that went viral mm. in Bowmanville, mm. the one I'm sure that everybody saw on social media on from 6 buzz that they were saying that you know in 18 months meanwhile um, their calculations was wrong for that person because it was like 30 months that they made uh, from 750,000 to 1.605 in Bowmanville Jeez, it sold in like July 2019 they bought it for 7 something and then um, just sold uh, last week at 1.6 and the guy that put it on there is like look in 18 months it yeah went it's up. not even 18 months bro <laughs> it's like, like two, 30 two two man days. it's like 30 months be real right that's like
2: pre-pandemic to like the shit market we have. Yeah, now. and like Alex yeah. said,
4: the barrier is <laughs> <It's> low. <laughs> it's low.
2: Like
1: honestly, there's they did make some changes to it, um, but I think too little, the, too late, man. Too like, little, too <laughs> late. But like when the market's hot like this, everybody looks at the job as oh wow, we can make a lot of money doing it. But I think that's the very. It's a very short-sighted way of thinking about it because. I know each and every one of you guys. Whenever I see you guys, you guys are on the move. Uh, Likewise, we're spending more than a 40-hour week doing what we do and a lot of it is unsung behind the scenes kind of stuff. We're always working for our clients. Um, For the amount of new people that are coming into the business, what kind of things do you foresee getting worse? Um, Would there be anything that kind of gets better with a new guard coming in? Because I know there's old people like experience on its own does not really count as good experience. Like good experience is what counts. Um, So we know there's people that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years that can't tie their shoes still. Um, But then there's new cats that are coming in that are hitting it hard and they're able to sell or, or they're able to help their clients. So yeah, what kind of Things are you expecting to get worse with the market
0: and the new influx of agents? And what would you kind of hope gets better? Well, like good for them, for those new guys that are coming in and killing it because obviously it's a hard industry and they know yeah, they're, praise they're working. Praises to you, and that's yeah, right. for sure. They're working their asses off. It's a hard job. But like, I hope that it's these old guys that are set in their ways that are kind of like pushed off to the side because it's like... Calling the herd, eh? Oh, it's just like <laughs> I've, the, the age old like... Well, I've been in the industry for 30 years like that means sweet fuck oh, all is now man that a question for you oh, do you know how long I've been in the business yeah <laughs> okay you're like dude I just want the washing machine like what do you like.
2: <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years and I've never heard anyone ask that question before yeah,
0: like yeah. Like maybe, <laughs> you should, maybe you should get out of your rock more often <laughs> yeah exactly like I've never th- seen
2: this form before yeah yeah <laughs> the three
0: houses you sold in the last 10 years are oh probably.
3: that's actually
1: a really funny one because there's not to say names but like there's people that like to broadcast how many houses they're selling but then they don't give you an appropriate piece of information that might tell a different story. So it's like, I sold a hundred houses and you're like, wow, that's great. I've been in the business for 30 years, man, 30 years, hundred houses, man. Like, buddy, there's guys that did that like within half a year or something like Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said, you got anything on your mind about these new agents, these young whippersnappers coming in here?
2: And- I'm just, I'm just waiting to see uh, who, who lasts at once this market kind of corrects itself, if it ever corrects mm. itself, right? Because right now you can put you can put anything on the market and it'll sell over ass will sell pretty quickly. So the, I guess the challenge comes when they have to like actually think and use proper marketing strategies to get people through the door, proper open houses and like stuff like that. So we'll see how the herd kind of thins out once. Uh, it's
0: I a think this, market. this market alone is probably a good gauge of how long people will ask cause you know, you're not, you're not getting listings right off the bat, right? That's like you're true, getting, you're getting right? buyers and, the, and buyers right now are, Hard work. That's
2: true. If you're if you're driving if you're new and you're driving around <laughs> a buyer for sixty eight months and you're not closing any deals, you might just drop the hat yeah. and quit at that point, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I, I've actually just got a quick joke before we get to Steve's uh, answers here. Um, what's a what's a four letter word that starts with the letter F that every buyer should know right now? Fact. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was thinking. I said, "firm." Firm is the answer, right? Firm. Said, no, fuck is the right answer, right there.
3: <laughs> you're fucking kidding me.
1: <laughs> All right, Steve. You, you tell us. Tell us what the uh, what you're thinking about the new uh, guard coming in, and and what you expect or what you what you want to see, kind of thing.
4: Honestly, it's just work ethic. You gotta you gotta put in the you gotta put in the the time. You gotta put in the work. Um, you know it's it's not going to be easy it doesn't matter which way you go to it, whether it's a hot market or a dead market um right now it's hard to work with buyers and to get listings it's it's challenging as well because you're getting a lot of people that come in and you're getting a lot of other agents that you know will sell your house for 52 cents mm. and um you know people think that oh i'm getting a deal on this but at the end of the day they're leaving thousands of dollars on the table by hiring these you know discount these, agents? these discount agents like um, you know, I, with going back with one of my listings, you know, my client was grateful and said, this is why I never ask you for a commission cut because you work to get more money. You work to get your commission. Like it's, like you, you pay work for yourself, so, like, like you, you, you yeah, make you pay them their money and then you pay for well, your
1: own, your own
4: fee. Exactly. Last, right? And then you have other people that, you know, say, oh, you got, you know, you, you You know you got an extra twenty thousand dollars on top of the uh the last offer and i was like yeah i worked for it so this way you could get you could make more money Mm. and they're like well twenty thousand dollars yeah i make money but you make a lot more money too i'm like why don't you calculate two (laughs) and a half percent on 20 grand Mm. and let's see who made more money off exactly like what do we make i made a couple hundred bucks Mm. great what'd you (laughs) make perfect
1: um that's gonna actually lead me to another i've been thinking about and noticing and it's i think it helped all four of us without us really admitting it Um, but everybody sitting uh, in this room and on this podcast today is uh, investors Uh, we own our own rental properties Um, and i think with the new guard coming in Um, there's gotta be some sort of skin in the game, in my opinion, when it comes to your, we're in charge. Like one of the biggest things that uh, people might not realize about a real estate agent is that we owe you our, it's a fiduciary duty. Like we treat your money like it's our money in the sense that we have to give you advice that's best for your money. If somebody's not like, this is not throwing shade at anybody, but if you're not in the game yourself, if you haven't actually done your own investments, made money off your own investments, um, I wonder, like, how 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 well can you actually coach somebody through this stuff?
0: I noticed it's the big difference. When I started out, I didn't own property, and not for a while. And like, you know, once once you buy it, and that switch is kind of flipped, it, it makes it actually a lot easier. To talk, I about. think to like because I didn't own anything up until what twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it helps a lot, and it helps people get in the door. And you're like, I wish I bought it sooner helps them kind of get there too right so you have
1: a personal story i think that um comes across too because like you're not just giving some don't worry it's good buy it buy it you buy it you're actually you're giving pretending. some facts yeah uh like you like, guys have any examples you like yeah Steve i would some? buy
2: this if i had the money right now too you know that kind mm. of thing exactly. yeah I, I own two properties right, now, so i'm kind of stretched thin so i can't buy it yeah. so like this is a good deal for you. you know? oh, exactly. We're yeah, like
0: buying both too because I know me and Steve do a lot of pre-construction work and owning like a pre-construction condo plus an existing home that's rented out and cash flow positive mm. in this market too is like crazy. So it's good to have that experience just kind of know.
4: Yeah, you just uh, you can't pretend. There's only a certain amount where you could... Your lies are you're going to get caught and then you lost all credibility. Credibility matters. Yeah. Exactly. Take it till
0: you make it only lasts for
1: so long. I right? actually personally do not like that. that. <laughs> That's like the worst thing you can say is like, I don't it's know how to, dr- I don't know how to, I don't know how to drive, but I'm just going to keep what both hands on the wheel and good luck everybody. Like, no, nah. like prepare yourself, prepare yourself to know how to actually do what you're trying to do. I get it. Like while you're dancing, there's no wrong answer, but in a financial matter, Yeah, you don't want to put yourself under stress. It's going to be you, your family, your own money, like your lifestyle. It can all get affected, right? Um, In your guys' opinion, do you have anything that you're looking for when it comes to an investment? Um, Maybe criteria that you look for to say this is a good investment? Um, Just talk me through kind of your thought process. No right or wrong answer, but what is it that you would think makes a good investment? Or what should a good investment give you back? just, just, Just wrap it.
4: Uh, yeah, cash
0: flow yeah cash rules everything king, around man. us that's it
4: like,
2: even cash flow really in this market
4: um yeah it depends sometimes you got to put look at the end of the day you got to look at this it's you're always going to make money in real estate it's been proven it's been shown it, it's just it it goes it doesn't matter look in the back people that bought 50 years ago people that bought five years ago people that bought last year people that bought six months ago, people that bought two months ago, at the end of the day, you know, even as everyone talks about the market crashing and correcting. So if the market goes down, say it crashes and it goes down 10%, if you bought last year, guess what? Doesn't matter. You don't lose money. You're still up. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's always going to keep going up. Real estate keeps getting more expensive and I keep telling a lot of people that have children. I keep telling a lot of my friends. My clients that have kids, get yourself into the market. Whether it's a pre-con, whether it's anything, get yourself in the market because you're not gonna you're not gonna go anywhere with it. If you get in the market, you could sell and then you could upgrade into something that can get you that cash flow property. And a pre-construction is something that you could do with that reason if you have the cash, of course. And a lot of people, as Alex said before, they're refining they're taking equity out of their house to do so. There's many options, there's a lot of things out there for you. And let's be realistic, guys. Like our future kids. I know you guys don't have kids, but I do. Like our, our I kids, might have kids. I might have kids overseas. I don't yeah. know. I don't. <laughs> Angelina Jolie just adopted. This, <laughs> <laughs> um, our kids are our kids are really fucked unless they get, a, you know, like a crazy job in the future. But like it's it's crazy out there. Like it's it's just getting uh, a lot more expensive, and you know, to get ourselves into that thing where if anybody's a father or a mother, like they know they just want their kids to be successful and have some kind of you know stability in their house and stuff like that and not rent for their whole entire lives
1: yeah I took two things from from what you said there options a good investment should present you with options Um, whether that's fine like you made money on it you have an option to sell or keep the place uh, you have an option to move into it if you ever need to yep Um, and then like you said too uh, planning ahead it's one thing that there's so many different things you can invest in, um, but having that plan is going to dictate all right what you're willing to do for for it. Um, so uh, a little bit of preparation can go a long way when it comes to an investment. You uh, send. Do you have anything um, to add about? Um,
2: do you do you guys think this? I feel like especially in the, like the last two years, the the word HELOC and refinancing has been said a lot, like very publicly now, because like. Now everyone's doing it. Hmm. Do you think that's... It's obviously the name of the game, if you want to get ahead, if you want to make money. But is this part of the problem?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it is part of the problem. I don't know. if Values keep increasing i don't see it as a problem if you but can
2: but people who, who are refinancing and taking HELOCs they're not selling right they're just
0: yeah they're not selling they're they're
4: getting a secondary property to rent out right so inventory is going to be the issue
0: if they're buying a secondary property and values keep increasing as long as you can make those payments who, who
1: Who benefits? From, well, no, who but benefits he, he, from a system like that. But, but
0: who you're benefits? missing the people question. that already
4: own property. There we go. Exactly, but you're missing the question of saying that he's asking about like how the prices, how the market's so crazy, and the inventory is low. It's because everyone's doing HELOCs and buying secondary property. So people that are getting older and getting married and moving into sub to get their first home. They're the ones having issues getting into the market because there's no inventory because everyone's refinancing.
0: Mm. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is people taking money out and giving it to their kids too to mm. buy their first property. Mommy and daddy bank. So yeah, like uh, what's, what, what was the thing? average from that story? One hundred and forty thousand dollars. That the average <laughs> amount. That's a lot yeah, being given out to kids. Yeah, of course. But again, so they're
4: they're helping their kids get. But he's saying just for investment purposes? I think that's where you send was, was that where you're going yeah, with that? Yeah, like, you said? Yeah. like
0: you think people are over leveraging?
2: I don't think they're over. I think, I think like there's a lot of people who don't own properties and, and could, could own pro like are, are financially able to afford like, let's say a million 1.2, but the prices because of everyone taking up HELOCs and the inventory being so down because this is the new way to like make money that it's kind of skewing things and, and over inflating the market. because everyone's doing the same thing right cuz i feel mm, like yes. uh like 2017 2018 HELOCs weren't as publicly talked about it was like if you knew how to do it you knew you were like in that little circle but now everyone's talking about burr, burr, yeah, burr. yeah what's yeah. that guy's burr, name burr, oh, the <laughs> what's like, that guy's what's name burr.
1: what's Which the va- guy? Burr guy yeah burr guy man i don't know I should have it's, been brother <laughs>
0: it's the it's the values too right like we it's didn't all his see fault. we didn't see values increase that much in 2017, and now we've seen them jump 40% in a mm. year. So now you have a lot more room mm. a yeah, lot more to take out, right? Mm. Yeah, you have yeah. a ton more room to refinance. But I think I made a video about this a while ago, and I was saying if you already own property and you want to buy another property, I think for like a limited amount of time, that interest rate should be astronomical. Right. Like you should be paying 10% or something on that mortgage. If you already own a property, give the first time buyers a chance. Right. right
1: give him a bloody fighting give like, us a
5: fucking chance man <laughs> right <laughs> uh
1: claire you know claire claire's our broker here at the office we're gonna get him on the show we just we got to get prepared for him because he's a handful well, he doesn't uh, like he doesn't like
0: to curse either so <laughs> he doesn't like to curse so we're gonna have to
1: calm that down i'm gonna have to do some like i, th- le- I think we've cursed training enough or something like that uh, but he brought up an interesting point uh that i wanted to ask you kind of pointed at you alex um like you said they're taking advantage of low interest rates uh, when the interest rates uh, became low during the pandemic, it was for financial, I guess, uh, aid kind of thing. They wanted to make sure that the economy was able to stay afloat and people were able to still, you know, live their lives day to day. Um, it Now that we have had some time uh, since the interest rates were decreased, we can see that the people who bought early are totally enjoying the benefit of that interest rate because they bought early enough where the price had not gone up. The value had not gone up. Um, but now we have people that are kind of... It, I don't know if this is the end of it, that's for sure. But the values have gone up, like you said. Um, if the interest rates were to start moving um, towards... Like, like The trajectory starts going higher, um, will these people still have the same advantage that the low interest rate provided the people that bought earlier at a lower price? Or have they locked in a higher price to pay a mortgage on
0: no i like it's it's always going to equal out right so the low interest rates shot prices up higher interest rates will at least hopefully rain it back a little bit i'm more worried about people that took on like variable mm. interest rates in mm. the last five even fixed though like if, if if say you you were maxed out on your mortgage amount and you got a fixed rate five years in five years down the road if they're looking at an economic recovery that means a lot higher interest rates if once it's once things start getting better <laughs> is when interest rates start to go back up so that they can kind of weather a storm for the next time right like it's cyclical and that's kind of how it works so like watching people get a super low interest right now but they've really maxed themselves out like you're on two incomes you can barely afford this house in five years down the road are you gonna be super Rude, that's the, that's the, are you even going to be able to refinance your house? Are so you gonna to have to stay with who you're with and hope they don't, you know, bend you over and not spit on it? But then going back to now how you were talking about, <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> go back in your closet,
1: we'll have an executive decision about that, anyways. Um, you were saying something about your uh, ability to handle the financial like the burden that comes with it. We all know that like Steve you can even say life is life. There's your house is your house that's supposed to be there for you to live in and everything but you never know what life can throw at you. Some medical bills, some family stuff, some kids stuff like it just the the, the light the, the the what worries me sometimes is like you said you're gonna swing at the top of your budget for something that at the most rosy time in terms of financing it should be easy for you to get that. But if you're already struggling with that, what's going to happen when the the tide changes, the season changes? Yeah, and five um, years down
0: the road, if your interest rate doubles,
1: yeah. But now I'm now uh, bringing it back to what you were saying about delinquencies. See that guy that like this is what I saw in 2017 when um there was there was townhouses in markham that you know they started going for a million dollars to me at that time i was like whoa 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 what's going on and i remember seeing the guy had bought a townhouse and he bought it he closed on it but then the market dropped like 20 30 points right after that so it went from a million almost down to like 800 in this case for this specific one and um i remember driving by because i had another listing on the street and the guy who bought that house he's sitting there kicking the bricks because he's like what the what the fuck did I just do? Like he paid, he paid a heavy amount for it and the market changed and now his value came down but he (coughs) still has to make his payments at that high number that he, and what did it take to bring the numbers back? A pandemic and some juice from the government,
3: Yeah. (laughs) right? So now,
1: okay, he's back to normal, but if you keep kicking the can in our system, it seems like it's set up to help you uh, kind of keep your your, your financial issues at bay because you always know you can sell your house, make some money and at least downsize a rent or do something like that. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here and well, say that's, that's definitely too. a policy thing where like they're more geared towards homeowners. How are most of the people and the donors in this country? Oh, can you talk wealthy? To, can you talk to us? Real about like, uh,
1: can, I've heard some terms <laughs> about, okay, mortgage and mortgage guys, people call realtors shady. But I just want maybe we can wrap up. maybe we can kind of wrap up with this. What kind of shady shit are you seeing from the from the mortgage side? Because there's some people that we're wondering, how the hell are you getting these uh, this property? You work at Pizza Pizza, and your wife she takes the orders for pizza, she makes the pizzas. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like
2: there's people forty k a year, and I own twenty six million dollars property. And, and you're, are we <laughs> yeah.
1: seeing like I've heard a term, not to say it, I don't know if it's like fake docs. People are faking this, faking that, putting something different down on paper than it is actually true. I wonder about how parallel that is to what happened in the U.S. with subprime. Like, are there people that are having houses that
0: really shouldn't? Or is that even a way to think about it? Like, am I sour grapes? From what I know, it's not as common as you might think. We don't do it, so I don't know Mm, how how it works. Shadows. (laughs) Like it's <laughs> you're not in the shadows, is what you're saying. You're an ethical man. It's a little, little, ri- little too risky for me. I think having yeah. both licenses, I'm not gonna put the, my bread and butter on the line to go make some fake documents for somebody. But yeah, it's basically it from happens. what I've heard, it's fake documents. I don't really think it's it's more geared towards people that are self-employed mm. because it's hard to fake. Um, yeah, if you work, two. yeah, if you work like nine to five something like a salary job, you you can't just like mess with that because they're gonna call up your HR and be like, hey. This guy uh, make you know 180 grand a year. Oh, like, oh, they added a one in front of that. Like, <laughs> wow. You know, so I think it's more doctoring, like T fours, bank statements, stuff like that. From yeah, whatever paid
4: cash. Mm-hmm.
0: People that get paid Pe- cash. people that get paid cash banks. are different because you can go to a B lender and show like your bank statements as long as you're depositing stuff in your bank. You can still use that to show an income. So, like, cash payments are also something you can work with, but I mean, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know how it works, but I don't think it's as much of the market as okay. you think it is. Fair well, enough. I think, I think we
4: had that issue with uh, Lucifer Lane over there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot panky, about panky, panky. that house.
1: But uh, I think we're kind of nearing the end of our yeah, because it uh, yeah, pressed on line. time. Go. But appreciate but, uh, you
2: guys coming out. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank that you was guys
1: was very much. If you guys have anything to leave the people with. um Firm. Now's your chance. So we're wishing everybody out there that needs to purchase some properties. Good luck. Again, um, information helps. Options help. And uh, knowledge is good, but wisdom is better. Insight is what we're here for. And I uh, hope this was uh, helpful for everybody. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Yusen. Thank you guys for putting up with our shit. <laughs> <laughs> podcast Thanks every for Sunday. T-T podcast. We'll see you guys Sounds next Sunday. Good.
0: This was fun. Do it again.
5: I was up Safe for them evils I see heaven was just a call away I knew heaven was just around the way When well, you live in the lodges and you getting it legal They gon' shoot where your heart is got me feeling cerebral When they fuck with an artist They don't treat them like people Now they see me smiling on the stage They don't see when I'm burning on the stage Just to get to my target every day Just to get all the evil around me I ain't crazy I'm venting I don't wanna cause any drama mentings I don't wanna load on the game when I'm pending I just wanna be in my space and invent Do I wanna share with you world with depending? I don't wanna fuck girl I I'm renting, said it with a drop of a hat am my ending, till I get a buzz and no time that I'm lending, you ain't gonna no space in my mind, you was renting, uh, rather fuck with a renting. yeah, someone's soothing my aura, uh, done with people pretending, yeah, when I'm being myself is what the hate, everyday they try to take the crown away, even though I'm the royalty in place, talk that shit and they're smiling in my face, do this shit for my family, do this shit for my loved ones, trying to fuck with my family, I'm a girl of your love once a day, who's in your circle? Say, if the snakes in your garden every day, gotta cut all your glasses start again. It don't matter, don't ever stop the rain. Stop the rain. <laughs> okay. I just hit my doggy, I still hit 492. Uh, all these bitches going, and I'm gonna love me like zoo. Uh, Now I'm gettin' money get him honey, it all around my room. Got me feelin' crispy, y'all oh, honey, okay. no bitch. Okay. I just hit that jackpot with my mask cause yeah. she my Hope it was worth it yeah. Talk your shit like you mean it uh, I'ma go that shit solo Oh, are you still home and dreaming? Uh, they gon' play Marco Polo uh, Cause they know I can see him Would well, you think you a big cheek? Uh, you was smiling with big teeth uh, Now you looking like Miss Me uh. While well, I'm off and I'm turning uh, See, this could've been you here yeah. You still sleeping and snoring yeah. Do this shit with my family Do this shit with my loved ones Try to fuck with my family gon' see all that blood run. See that money they gave it all to me Cause they know I'm the in the place. I'm so dumb and humble. Sitting, me throwing on the yeah. I just hit my doggy, I still in for 92. Uh, all these bitches going, and I'm on all of me like 2. Uh, I'm on getting money, toss it all around my room. Got me feeling crispy, oh, I don't need no okay. I just hit that jackpot with my I'll she yeah. my.